0: I technically uploaded was from last night but i did it this morning now for me right now it's close to 3:30 p.m. beautiful saturday beautiful saturday beautiful weather And why not
1: jump back on here and do another episode? Also
0: got something planned for tonight, but you guys already know how the schedule goes. I'll do an episode tonight. I'll have that uploaded the next day. All right. Pretty crappy weekend, not going to lie, but it ain't. I'm not really complaining, but you know,
1: it is what it is. Tate, but it costs money. How much does Andrew Tate charge for a one-on-one phone call? Well, he offers free services. To text Andrew Tate, you'll have to pay $500. Then for a video response to a question you have for Tate, that'll cost you $995. But how much does it cost to have a personal one-on-one phone call with Tate? Well, with the minimum amount of time you can- call- How fucking annoying
0: is that? You know, I got banned. You know, they banned me for 24 fucking hours these fruitcakes on fucking YouTube because I call it. I called the Andrew Tate dick rider, a tater tot. These faggots banned me for 24 hours from commenting. What a mess. What a fucking mess. Dick riders, man there's a lot of these guys out there. Some of them got names now. Now I will say this. Some men really made a name of themselves from Andrew Tate. Now here's, here's the kicker. Some people can say the same about me, right? I talk about it a lot. The, the most listened to episode is the Andrew Tate pearly things interview, which I've already stated. I wasn't, I wasn't really a big fan of doing the episode. At that time, I didn't have a I didn't really have an issue with either one. I just thought it was a good opportunity for both to get, you know, um, different audiences onto their, you know, platforms and their brand and shit like that. But it wasn't my favorite episode. But for you guys, it was your favorite episode. Second popular episode. um, Like I said, the Ice Cube and Tucker Carlson uh, interview. That hit, that hit 100, I think 119 listens in 48 hours. Now, this, of course, that doesn't sound like much, and it really ain't, but for someone who doesn't like put his shit out there like that, like I don't have a Twitter or Instagram or none of that stupid shit, I mean, that's that's pretty good. But once again, if you were to ask me what did I think of the subject, or even what did I think of the video? I don't think much of it. I didn't. It was nothing groundbreaking. It was the same example of listening to the Tucker Carlson, Andrew Tate interview, which all of the tater tots was hugging his nuts. He just got perfect. He has an entourage and no disrespect to Andrew Tate. I have no like the way I look at Andrew Tate is he's a pimp. He's a player and he has that persona. That's that's it. Cool shit to me. If it was the 70s, he'd be idolized. Right, he'd be like that. That time period, uh, he would be above Ron Jeremy, right? But let's face it, that ain't the time, right? So now people, people have their different perspectives. I, I still believe, like this short should already tell you what he's about. I'm gonna play it back one more time. Hold up, I'm gonna play it back one more time, and, and then we're gonna officially do the disclaimer. And get this shit started You
1: come confirmed Andrew Hold up, hold up, hold up Hold up, hold up you can phone Andrew Tate, but it costs money. How much does Andrew Tate charge for a one-on-one phone call? Well, he offers free services. To text Andrew Tate, you'll have to pay five hundred dollars. Then, for a video response to a question you have on Tate, that'll cost you nine hundred and ninety-five dollars. Well, how much does it cost to have a personal one-on-one phone call with Tate? Tate. Well, the minimum amount of time you can call for is fifteen minutes, at a charge of five hundred dollars per minute. Big so, the phone from Tate, you'll be paying $7,50. <laughs> Hey yo,
0: hey yo, these niggas is burnt, man. The fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> hey, look, man. Y'all know better. Y'all know better doing this than giving bitches money, giving these uh, prostitutes, electronic prostitutes money. It ain't no fucking different. Ain't no way to look at it. Niggas is spending five hundred dollars think about this. If you that down bad, if you have $500 to text Andrew Tate, nigga, you okay. You'll be okay. Fuck is wrong with you. Read a Bible. The fuck is the matter with these people? This is idol worship. I mean, this is reality. This is idol worship. I said the same thing about Kevin Samuels. Wasn't a popular view, but I don't give a fuck. I ain't trying to be popular to begin with. It's a lot of flippity flop going on. You know, I mean, the Candace Owens, Jason Whitlock, I guess, has this vendetta. I don't know what Andrew Tate did or, you know, who he has issues with. I was I was realizing. And I'm thinking about like the interview and shit. I'm like, wow. Because like the Candace Owens interview with Andrew Tate. was was subpar. It's pretty much, you know, typical shit. You're not gonna look at it. You're not gonna look at it as insightful or enlightening. That's just a reality. But for people that are you know semi political or however they view themselves on a conservative end, they I guess they enjoyed it. And they talked about oh man Tate is so based. I'm like what type of shit are y'all what are y'all talking about man? Seriously what are y'all even talk? it's like yo alex jones greatest example right alex jones predicted like a rough estimate i'm just guessing i'm assuming that he he he, he guessed about 65 percent of the things going on today now when he said these things originally 10 plus years ago people looked at this nigga like he was fucking retarded he's like man what the fuck are you talking about he's a conspiracy theorist tinfoil hat all this dumb shit, right? Didn't the shit start actually taking place and everybody before before the whole Sandy Hook situation. If he didn't make that decision, he would have been fine. Because the Sandy Hook situation and, and he was trying to he was trying to say that. And I do believe to an extent, this is kind of true, but not for this situation. There are situations that are sort of orchestrated. And they do this. They do this to almost gather information from the reactions of the the people experiencing it. It sounds crazy. It sounds sickening, but it's happening. Y'all niggas got some catching up to do. I always tell blacks, first person you want to go to, go to Alex Jones. Cause at the very least, if you don't agree with him, you're going to laugh at the nigga. He he says a lot of funny shit, but then if you listen to him long enough, like a lot of his shit start making sense. You go, wait a minute. Cause they, they, these, these type of guys like Alex Jones, he white, that type of white nigga he, he runs on his own he runs on his own time and he can run on his own time because time and time again he predicted most of the shit that is going on currently today there's 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 CNN there's now nah, I wouldn't say CNN cuz they're trash i would say there's Fox News people that's in Fox people that used to be in Fox that once said that I think Megan Kelly said something about Alex Jones where he was mentioning the gay frogs. I'm not, I'm not sure if y'all are, that's, it's a meme in itself, right? Like you're not familiar with the, the whole gay frogs uh, thing that Alex Jones spoke of. Look it up. It's funny. What's even funnier is that turned out to be true t- to an extent. There was a lot of, I think, male frogs, That had similar traits or were doing the same shit as female frogs with something in the water. I don't know what the fuck these niggas was doing, what the experiment went, and I wouldn't be much surprised if it was going on today. Now put your tinfoil hat down. Subscribe because. All right. All right, good. All right, so before I even jump in, this is an unorganized episode. Um, everything that I have right now is currently crashing for no reason. So my soundboard just crashed out of nowhere. I had to open that back up. But, uh, before we get started, you know, as, as usual, you know, just, just for the normies out there, the NPCs, you know, this ain't that type of party where we're just going to, we're going to sit back, hold hands and play a Kumbaya and shit. All right, got to put the feelings aside and uh, get ready for the facts. And before we do that, disclaimer. This is a disclaimer.
2: The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on three o four, so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and Enjoy. Poor kids are just as bright and just as tall as white
1: kids. Mission
0: failed. We'll get them next time. <laughs> oh, God, that was a good one. Oh, man, that was a good one. That was a good one. We need to build a wall. All right, so... The way that I put that together, that was fantastic. My skills are getting better. It's really like me sometimes operating faster than the phone. The phone doesn't manipulate me. I manipulate the phone, right? That's how it should be. For example, I remember I remember I had this phone that wasn't. It wasn't a bad phone, but it really wasn't that great of a phone either. But the one thing that it could do was it pretty much could store. I think I had like seven or eight different um, emulators. In reality, I had seven different gaming systems on my phone. I had the N64 on my phone. I had the PSP on my phone. I had the PlayStation 1 on my phone. I tried to get the GameCube uh the GameCube shit, but my phone was trash. Wasn't working. If I had like a Samsung Galaxy type phone, I would I would have probably been able to run that. Um Nintendo Sega Dreamcast I had. I had I had about seven different emulators on my phone. So I was outperforming my phone. My phone my phone doesn't outperform me. This piece of shit phone that I have, this this crashes every 10 minutes, so I have to always pay attention. 15 minutes and 45 seconds in. Let's jump into some video, because I did have a, a few things. This is very unorganized. Like I said, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to go over, actually. Um, what I consider this, I'll just make a new playlist, fuck it. What do I got, man? I'm just going through, we already went through how much money it cost to call Andrew Tate all right despicable oh we got a man that says being attracted and being um, sexually active with transsexuals is not gay so we're gonna definitely play that first that's two minutes and 31 seconds that's a quick one and then we have do I want to play the other replicant fish video or do I want to jump into Hmm. let's keep the ball running with this whole um, Opie and Anthony kick that I'm on right now. Uh, especially when it came to opiate Anthony and Patrice O'Neill, like the last episode, I didn't notice. And it's funny that I'm talking about these things because realistically speaking, I would probably had to be like 45 to 53 to understand everything that's taken place throughout the years. That being said, I had no idea that Anthony Cumia was actually on Howard Stern and was on Howard Stern while I think he said he did maybe two or three of the first episodes in radio that he did with Greg Opie Hughes, which would later on be considered Opie and Anthony. He actually went to Howard Stern's show and did, I think, a Jackie impression competition bullshit but I don't know that's a little too miscellaneous. But then again, why the fuck not? We'll go through that. Fuck it. Like I said, we're not going to do nothing uh major. I'm not doing nothing major now. I may do I may do something more lengthy. It's like almost 4 now, so I don't know what I'll be done this. But I plan on doing something maybe later towards nightfall. It won't matter cuz I won't have that up uploaded to the next day anyway but with all that being said man let's jump right into the fuckery the foolishness the madness um the damnation the destruction of these people eight men are attracted to trans women who
3: haven't hold had on, a surgery you can phone andrew hold on. what's Some straight men are attracted to trans women who haven't had bottom surgery. This is very disconcerting and confusing to women when they find this out because they think well if she hasn't had bottom surgery then and you want to play with that part of her then you can't be 100% straight. But that doesn't make sense because you have to remember that these are still women. Trans women are women. They are female. The attraction to her is from the waist up, but it can also be from the waist down. And they can experience pleasure playing with that person from the waist down. But that act, again, doesn't indicate a sexual orientation. It indicates an attraction to the person, to the woman, the trans woman. Actually, some of these men are attracted to gender fluidity in that the person exhibits both um, male and female body parts. um, And
0: that's attractive to them. Hold up, where's Joe Biden at? Where's Joe Biden at? Where's Sleepy Joe? We got Sleepy Joe somewhere here. We gotta wake him up. Cause um, this is all suspect, suspicious, shambolic, absolutely deplorable behavior. All right? Absolutely despicable. All right? wild sassy like dudes are trying dudes are coming wild sassy man why are you gay all right wild sassy why are you gay why are you gay why are you gay wild sassy all right that's a big game man that's a big game man that's a big game man We'll next time. <laughs> oh, God. I forgot about that. Sleepy Joe. Hold up, hold up. That's a big game, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't, man. I can't just
3: like some gay men are attracted to trans men who haven't had bottom surgery. That doesn't make them bi, doesn't
4: make them straight. Yo, so we back in here for another edition of Your Mother, and I know a lot of people be thinking I'll be on a jihad for trainees and shit. I'm really not, but I'm tired of ignorant stupid dumb motherfuckers giving the opinion. Now the video y'all just got done seeing, this white man, which looks like he has high levels of estrogen and low levels of testosterone, is trying to do mental gymnastics and explain why if a man likes a trans woman, he ain't gay. I don't even know why people make this argument. Look, if you like us mm. just keep it to yourself. Stop trying to convince the world that you're not gay. Um, that looks bad on the optics too, you being in- intellectually disingenuous. That Wild shit is fruit. not true. He even mentioned that like it's a real female. That's really Cause not true yeah. biologically, because a female a is a person that's a, born no. a female genitalia. The <laughs> stupid dickhead is trying to do gymnastics because no. he like dick. Now look it, I got gay friends. Despicable. And I'm not against the LGBT community. You like what Basura. you like, whatever. Basura. But don't try to go on a public platform and try to convince the world some fuckery. This is why the internet should be like accessible to everybody. Basura. Everybody doesn't need it. Because most people are fucking delusional, semi retarded morons are <laughs> just plain. Just lying motherfuckers. Cause that everybody look, like, I understand we got free will and freedom in this country. This shit is getting out of hand. Despicable. And I just hate people that lie.
0: Like I know have nothing to do
4: with me, and I don't interact with trainees But I
0: don't like I don't fucking liars. With so when you publicly <laughs> I
1: don't interact with trainees
0: <laughs> Yo, this ain't me talking by the way. I'm I'm um uh, I'm commentating, so. Just wanna clear that up. But this shit is funny as hell, man. This nigga said, I don't interact with trainees. <laughs> Yo, crazy.
4: It's I just feel like the urge to want to f- in any event, I'm out.
1: No one's ready to deal with us. <laughs>
4: I couldn't believe
2: it, Patrice. That was a time in my life where I just needed to get out of the construction work I was doing, and I was at <laughs> any venue to do it. And Howard was doing uh, this is back in like ninety, what was it, ninety three or ninety four or something? Ninety three, ninety four. And he was doing uh, some uh, Jackie Martling um, uh, sound alike contest. But you, were, you guys were working together still. There to we had just, just started. Met we had yeah. just met. Like, I had done the show probably twice. It was the Opie show. And yeah, it was uh, Opie's uh, nighttime attitude on BAB. Oh,
0: I had attitude too, man. <laughs> That's oh, right, boy. Oh, Yo, <laughs> deuce chills, man. Now, you listen to the radio. You, listen, you can listen to this clip for 20, 30 minutes, right? And then ask yourself which one seems to be the one left out right it's always going to be Opie all the fans know that's why all of the fans still troll him to this day they always looked at Anthony Cumia as the entertainment factor and Jim Norton added more of a comedic sort of raw perspective to it and it all worked out pretty simple right (laughs) Pretty fucking simple. Opie was always, Opie was the one. And it's almost funny because I mentioned something because I had no idea. Like I said, this, this is going to be pertaining Anthony Cumia on the Howard Stern show. I had no idea this ever took place. But then I realized what year it was and I knew why. I think this was like 19, what did he say? Like 1994, some shit like that. I don't know. I believe it was something like that, but I had no fucking clue. Now, with that being said, would Anthony Cumia been better off with someone like Howard Stern? Would it have worked with someone like Howard Stern? Who who knows? That's a weird, that's like some parallel universe, right? That exists somehow where he, Anthony Cumia just said, well, fuck it, you know, this guy is paying more money. The whole Electric Shock OJ uh, song would have never been discovered by Opie. It would have probably been discovered by someone like Howard Stern, who also does skits and all those type of parodies and songs like that. So it it could have easily have been um, Artie and Anthony years ago. For all we know. If, if, of course, Anthony Cumia were to go along with Howard Stern and all that shit. Oh, we get fired every Thursday. <laughs> and I went in. Uh, it was me
2: and uh, my buddy uh, Randy, Randy Asher, went in there. And uh, we, we had a plan. We drove into the city. Uh, got on Howard's show. Uh, I did impressions of. Uh, you missed a little detail. What happened? Drove in the city. Got hammered. Oh, yeah. I had to get hammered. I, think oh,
0: that, so what, explain. I was drinking so a lot of beer so, He just kept doing
2: Jackie he, But it would just And people would try to calm him down he just go No, uh, I needed as much airtime uh, as I could possibly fit in <laughs> And then I was doing impressions of Dominic Barbara And and uh, just anything I could throw out it was, At it was the time dude, Well, I, I like, oh, well my now my we country. gotta play the clip And we have a good audio clip of that yeah, to like, just get it to us. Was that in here? Or was that, was that, was that, this no, it was the, the, old old, stu- the old studio
0: uh, I was like, I watching it. I was like, oh my. I said, oh, yeah, I, believe me, I wanted I wanted out of. So you see the guys that are kind of just going along, flowing with the conversation. You notice how Opie only pops up when it's like, all right, we're going to go to the calls. All right, we're going to do this. All right, we're going to do that. I think he was kind of, and I'm sure a, a lot of people also noticed, like he was very envious of Stern. Even guys like. Um, Anthony Cumia, he didn't really I mean, they were competition, sure but it wasn't that serious and guys like Opie took it very serious but then again, that's all he's been doing is radio so it makes sense in a way, that's like a good characteristic but at the same time, it's like uh, and even like, if you listen to Opie radio today just listen to Opie radio do me a favor, right? If y'all really want to know about this shit, look up Opie and Anthony on YouTube. You'll find episodes of this shit. Look up um, Opie and Anthony with Patrice O'Neal. If you want to find shit with him, Bill Burr was on there. Colin Quinn was on there. Um, You know, Jim Norton and a lot of other people, right? And notice that in all of those clips, you'll hear bad joke after bad joke interruptions on, on funny jokes, guys will just bug like barge right into a joke and say, Hey, we're going to go on the calls. Like, come on. It's always been OP. He's always been the odd person out. Instruction and into radio, and I thought
2: like any opportunity I got to get on the air would uh, would show my uh, talents. <laughs> but wow. apparently, only Opie was the one that kind of saw it. Oh man, visualized it. You know, no, it's weird. Anthony was uh, up for grabs. He was. He was doing other radio shows, but this business is filled with ridiculous egos. They just they couldn't see past their own ego, and I'm like,
0: now for people that understand. Opie and Anthony, and understand that guy talking, that's Opie. He has the biggest ego in the room, but oddly enough, he's the least talented. Now, he has the biggest ego in the room because of him and his position and what he was doing at the time. That doesn't equal out to an actual comedian who makes hundreds of thousands of dollars and actually has talent and performs. I'm just saying and realistically a Howard Stern was able to execute just that by having to show him his name and having you know people that worked for him working for him. The people that worked alongside of him still worked for him. That's how that works. Opie didn't have that skill but I think Anthony realized that Either way, he's better off than where he was at. Like he said, the blue collar job, the construction shit, like that wasn't for him. And, you know, mid thirties. Showed up. Well, he didn't show up anywhere. Uh, there was a radio contest. Um, Anthony Kumia and his brother... They did the song, the controversial song, uh, "Gonna Electric Shock OJ." I believe, uh, (laughs) talking about it's funny. I believe um, Anthony Cumia was in blackface doing it, and I guess that's offensive to some people. To me, that shit's funny as hell. You don't see a lot of you don't see a lot of white like you know like how Dave Chappelle did the news anchor. And how he he played the white guy—you don't really see a lot of black people doing that. I mean, the white chick shit was kind of like that, but that was more, you know, of a ritual. Like now we got, now we got, uh, yeah. Hey, I got a I got a England traditional lager, thug shit, real nigga shit, just to start off. But um, Anthony Cumia was in blackface. And um, the funny thing about Anthony Cumia, especially back in those days, was he pretty much had a an afro. And depending on what angle you look at him, he looks like 10 different nationalities. But he's a guinea. He's an Italian. You wouldn't know it because at that time he had the big ass fucking afro and shit. You know what I mean? Throwing everybody off. He looked Dominican on Saturdays. Looked, looked fucking East Indian on Sundays. Something wrong with him at that time, he looked like a fucking genetic nightmare. (laughs) He looked like a fucking genetic nightmare, but he had something that a lot of us don't have just natural talent. And that talent being, uh, being able to, I mean, the impressions he does alone, man, y'all look up anything else. Look up, um, Anthony Cumia, Andrew Dice Clay impression, golden, golden cracked his beard wait a minute man.
2: no one has oh yeah grabbed you yet are you kidding he was like a free agent he was like the first round draft pick and, was, <laughs> and i'm like no one's picking it what, <laughs> what's wrong with these people they would rather pick some like hole or something you know to keep their ego as large as possible yeah. not, they don't want to share the whole ego thing yeah because he was doing shows all over the new york now, area what, no one no one saw the talent to hire him full-time like these what people are nuts you? like what
0: is that now looking back now this is my thing This is how I see it. Looking back, I find that to be absolutely bullshit. And here's here's some of the reasons why, right? Anthony met Opie before going on Howard Stern. Now, Anthony never met Opie and just went on Howard Stern. Like I said earlier, who's to say that Howard Stern wouldn't want to hire this nigga right away as a person to be on mic? Like, dead ass. Seriously. Or, like, I had this, like, weird dream one day, and it was just, like, the all-star people in the studio. It was Patrice O'Neill. It was Andrew Dice Clay. It was Anthony Cumia. It was Fred from Howard Stern in the back. Um, It was Artie Lang. It was Jim North. It was a bunch of people, Right superstars in just one fucking radio show it was a weird dream but that's how that's how interested i was and still am and to sort of it's like a time castle a time capsule where you just you go back to where you know shit a lot of things that were going down could have never happened today one bit like i said the gonna electric shock oj song that anthony cumia and his brother did was what got him the attention from Opie. but if it wasn't Opie, who's to say it would have been it wouldn't have been Stern or somebody else and where in a parallel universe he would actually be going head to head with somebody else because I don't even think Opie could not have found this is my point point. and when I talk about Opie and Anthony, Anthony could have found something seriously like he could have that's how that's how talented he was. Even previously, earlier, he could have found something. But Opie found him. He didn't find Opie. That's that's the thing. Opie found him. If Anthony Cumia were not to be found at that time, where do you think? Like, think about it. Opie would have been a Jocktober. <laughs> By himself, he would have been a Jocktoberfest. Uh, celebration. Let's be honest. But Anthony Cumia had realized as he got fired that he, he was talented. He could have found like he could have found Stern, like I said. Now I'm not saying he could have necessarily done his own shit because he had no skill in it. He only had the talent to do it. That's the difficult part. When you have the skill for something in my opinion, the skill is almost the strategy. Some people have the talent, but they don't have the strategy and some people have the skill, but they don't have the talent. So it's just like Anthony Kumi had the talent, but he didn't have the skill to sort of move around and, and get himself where he needed to get because he had nobody on the inside giving him you know insight. wasn't happening? But Opie was the was the gateway. But that being said, without Anthony, Opie wouldn't be shit. That's just my opinion.
4: Was it?
2: not what, the first what, freaking wait. A minute. Like, was it? Was it the impressions? Was it just he was pure funny? What was it uh, like the, this old story. story? No, it started with a, a parody song. No, like,
4: no, not I, oh uh, well.
2: Still, but I mean, just, when he came uh, on my show live for the first time and. The first thirty seconds, I knew we'd be working together for a long time. Okay. I had no doubt in my mind. I kind of, I kind of knew uh, from listening to radio for so much, so long, kind of what needed to be done. Like I knew to shut up when Opie was talking and trying to like uh, spell out a, a bit or, or uh, spoon feed, as you used to say. Yeah. Uh, to the-
0: Oddly enough, that's something that Opie has not learned himself. <laughs> What he's explaining is something that Opie himself does not do. Opie will just barge in. Watch. I'll I guarantee you.
2: Audience, what was going to happen and not step all over him and just do it back and forth with him. Are- I think that was a huge part of it. And then, yeah, it was always doing impressions. And stuff. There are radio guys <laughs> themselves, uh, to this day. To this day, they had him in in their studio (laughs) doing their show, and they're like, (gasps) (gasps) just a a bunch of dopes let him leave. I mean, the first time he... Uh, we were live in a studio together. I'm like, I ain't letting this guy leave. Sorry, I, I basically gave my two weeks at BAB and said, "Look, I, we're we're moving on." <laughs> and I didn't even know if he was a serial killer on the side. I didn't, no, I didn't a bear. And you just put your all your clothes in that knapsack, the runaway knapsack. That was pretty cool. much it. Threw my tools out the window
0: and a scarf
2: wrapped around a stick and said, "Where are we going?" <laughs> I was I was in radio at that point.
0: That was it. Alright, <laughs> uh, listen. We're gonna we're gonna Apparently, or yeah, I'll say apparently i read his book uh permanently suspended the story was you know they had pretty much decided to kind of go against the grain when it comes to uh regular radio or what would be talk radio which is kind of unheard of in a sense where two guys will just go back like stern did go back and forth and do shit, but they wouldn't they wouldn't play music. I mean, sure, they'll have an intro in the beginning, but they would just go back and forth, go through calls, bullshit about things, which was kind of uncommon. So very quick, whatever, whatever, like whatever thing which which is uh, fate or whatever is destiny of those two meeting, they both easily benefited off of one another. Nobody, and I I wouldn't say that Opie never took advantage of Anthony, but I don't, I don't think it was that serious until sort of like, like I would say probably four or five years into them doing radio. That's just my way of looking at it. But, uh, you know, things got a bit dicey at the end. <laughs> We're talking about Anthony. Patrice brought it up. You,
2: you saw this video online. Got the audio. Oh, God, I thought I was going to be out of this mess. Well, we Uh we had the first show you and I did. We will have to do this next time Patrice is in. Yeah. You can't just play the George Burns. Mm. Shut up. (laughs) What's your name?
1: No. Anthony
2: from Roscoe. Anthony? Anthony. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Anthony, do you have anything to tell us? Yes. What's black and white and green? What is that? Uh, yeah, uh, this is Sam Hey, Jack, you want to do some Vegas stuff with me now? We'll, uh, you know, go out there with the outlaws, have some fun? Oh, we have some money! We have some money! Green! I love green! Green money! Green!
1: Green! <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: Is that a good jacket? Honestly, God. It. it was the impersonation. It was it was Billy West's yeah. version of oh, Jackie. Okay. He was supposed to win this. So what a nice. competition. Oh, I got compliments and everything. <laughs> oh, I, compliments and everything. I, I I think I still owe you a stereo. Howie loved me. I think I owe you a stereo. <laughs> yeah, I know. I should have won this. A comedian or something. Uh, yeah, that's right, no, How oh, you hey, been, buddy? You've hey, been good been to see you. For quite a while, you know. Yeah, you know, I was yeah, thinking, I'm I'm, thinking I'm, of stuffing your body and taking you out on tour. You're much easier to work with. Yeah, that's true. I was pretty obnoxious You know, it's not too good being Those Christ jokes not going over too. Well, these days. Boy, he's good. He might look odd, but he's
1: good.
0: You see what I mean? Now, if this guy from that time period wasn't dealing with Greg Opie Hughes, do you think that Anthony Kumia would have hesitated to join Howard Stern? Think about it. The whole conflict didn't exist then. He was just trying to get his name out there, and I'm surprised Opie didn't say any slick shit about that, although he kind of was saying slick shit. Of how, you know, they were stupid for not noticing him, although that is giving credit to Anthony Cumia. It still says a lot about how much of a stronghold he probably had. I mean, because let's face it, you just said in the book um when he had gotten the deal to do radio i think in boston he quit his job in new york or some shit like that and he had all of his tools his toolbox and he just threw the whole toolbox out of the window all the tools out and from that point on he started doing radio Coming Isn't from like The dumbest contest I've ever done and stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this sucks. Go back <laughs> to right, <there> you, Kenneth. Alright, very good. What is your name, Anthony? <laughs> You're stupid. What'd you like Anthony Fumia. He well, was just a problem. Happy to be there. Okay. <laughs> happy to be there, second man. was funny. I hey, I man, Anthony, Cooler <laughs> <Dude>, That <laughs> was. <Just> slap <laughs> your face and spit on the floor every <laughs> second. Let me explain that That's every, every second. Everybody <laughs> <he's talking>. hey. <laughs> Every second I was on anyone's radio show was my ticket out of the friggin' mess I was in in construction. Oh so <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to second to go by that I wasn't on and doing something was <laughs> I was auditioning <laughs> for the Howard Stern <laughs> show believe me <laughs> was moving if, out if, fast. if Howard would have told me you had a job I'd have been saying F.O.P that clone hat right now as we speak on
0: Sirius oh. see that it <laughs> says a lot right he verified it so in reality what I'm pretty much saying is Anthony benefited Opie the same way, if not more so, in a lot of ways than Opie benefiting Anthony. That's just a fact. I know a lot of the fans are gonna be upset with that, although most of y'all are not, because most of I've noticed most of the you know Opie and Anthony fans, they're pretty much Jim Norton and Anthony Cumia fans. They look at Opie as just a part of the radio show. That's it. And in fact, it is so bad. And for a lot of the hardcore fans, you will know the terminology I'm using. There are episodes that are called nopey, nopey, and Anthony. That is no Opie and Anthony, but nopey, and Anthony. And a lot of those episodes, not going to lie, slapping based. You don't got you don't got this fucking weirdo fucking interrupting the fucking conversation, trying to get the calls every twenty five goddamn minutes.
1: I swear
2: to God. Oh, <laughs> I, I am.
0: Thank God you didn't. I
2: mean, I, I, look, man, I, you know, Opie and Anthony Cumbia have been uh, this, uh, Like, he just was just wacky without repair. Like, you know, like. Oh, I'm, one more uh, one. More. Oh, you bastard, man. Uh, I worked on the Opie show on WBAB. Is that right? Yeah. What is the Opie show? It's uh, Opie, 7 to midnight. WBAB. I don't even know what that is. Opie is the guy that's on the
1: show. <laughs> <laughs> These niggas, yo.
0: <laughs> yo, Howard Stern, been feeling himself for years, man. The one thing I'll give Howard Stern credit for, yo, he talked, the way he talked down to people, yo, this niggas, this niggas a problem, man. Ain't nobody check Howard Stern, think about it, nobody that I know of on radio and in history has really checked Howard Stern, in my opinion. Now, there is a compilation of opiate and Anthony talking about Howard Stern and it's like a, it's an 11 hour long um, compilation. And a lot of times I'll listen to it and then and then go to sleep. Or a lot of Howard Stern bits that involve a guy who's no longer here, Eric the Midget, that's his name, or Eric the Actor to be more, you know, whatever. All these <laughs> like all this like back and forth they went through and I feel the episode coming, but I wanna I wanna do it in my off time. So I'm not sure when that will be. In other words, I don't wanna do that while I'm at break at the job. I don't wanna do that then. I may actually save energy, not record not record on break and just do an episode when I get home. But um the, the situation between those two groups started and one of the things that was interesting is they knew he, he later on knew that, oh, that guy was on the radio show and now he got his own radio show and now he's competing against me. So for Howard Stern, that had to be, you know, a harsh reality to deal with at that time. Oh, I mean, nice. he takes a lot of phone calls he's oh, outrageous he's famous, a young guy big fan
2: a big fan of yours oh, not <laughs> really oh, he wanted right. you to do a great job.
0: that's all you was a bit. you were a big fan your influence came from Howard Stern let's be honest it was just incorporated into the show people like Anthony Cumia he kind of had his own flow to shit and he had his own opinions when it came to things and he wasn't afraid to express it Guys like you were kind of unhinged by the way that Anthony Cumia interacted with people on radio. And you were kind of the one that kind of kicked his back in and talked about how he was talking about racism and all this other bullshit. When all it was was his entertainment and it's an open discussion. It's an open forum. The same time that and, and Opie, they, they've been doing Opie was saying a lot of racist shit back in the 90s any fucking way, the late 90s. So it wasn't that big of an issue. It was just when Anthony Cumia was talking about it, it was during the time that Barack Obama was president. So everybody was hypersensitive about that. That's the reality of it.
1: Thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Can you
2: imagine a dismissive like oh some dude named Opie? Okay, it's just 20 twenty twenty now. Yeah. It's like, Oh jeez. Well, I said that I was gonna go on and plug Opie's show on on Howard's show, you know. you did. And and yeah, I did that, and it cost me the um stereo, stereo. Oh, well, one because I was the best. All right, I'll buy you one. Did it cost you the
0: stereo Yeah. Oh yeah,
2: he was obviously gonna win, but then uh, that was I had a little plugged up. in uh,
0: then that I had it all wrapped up. Ooh, see that? So, you know, that's crazy. You know, that's crazy. I, I knew nothing about this. I knew nothing. Like, when I say I knew nothing, I knew absolutely nothing about this ever taking place in history. And like I said in the beginning, it explains a lot because that gives the theory that I said in the beginning some type of weight, right? Right. If Anthony Cumia went into Howard Stern without the affiliation of Opie, Opie Radio, fucking it sounds stupid. Just that alone sounds dumb. What a bum! Like it's not even real. Like what? It's not even a real name. What the? It's not even a real nickname. It's it's stupid. It's dumb. But. If he didn't have that influence, he he would have not only won that so-called contest, but they would have probably had him on, on the regular, and I guarantee that. Fine.
4: Did you do you at all that day?
2: Um, No. I, don't think I <laughs> did. your name, think I it? ended up on the E! show also for that. Like, I was out in the hallway, and the Eve video was going, and uh, Dominic Barber was out there, so I started doing a Dominic oh, Barber impression happened? for years. This has gone back, like, 94. This is freaking. Wow. Like he beat Dominic Barber pretty good with his I beat him up so and bad. And then years later, uh, I'm sitting in a courtroom uh, getting a divorce, and my wife's attorney is Dominic Barber, <laughs> so it really kind of came back to haunt me. Wow. I'm up on the stand, and he's gone, I,
0: uh, you do an impression of me. Go ahead, do it. Oh. <laughs> All oh. listen, we gotta do line of the day. And there you have it, man. And there goes, there goes Opie. Oh, we gotta do line of the day. Oh, shut up! What a fucking drag. <laughs> you ever, you ever, you ever have been? Let me ask, the, let me ask the question like this: Have you ever been one of those people that was at a high point in your life and you didn't even realize it? Meaning, you didn't get a chance to sit back and appreciate it and be thankful of it, but when you lose everything, the only thing you do is go back to those times when you had things you didn't even have appreciation then. I'm sure there's a lot of you people out there that are like that. I was once like that. But Opie has to be the biggest example of this in this situation, in this video, on this episode. The reason I say this is You have a you have a person that knows. And I think that's where the jealousy comes from. He knew that without Anthony at one point in his career, he would fall off. He would fall from existence because he's not that radio personality like that. He's kind of like almost the brains of the operation type guy, which is useful. But a lot of those people aren't usually in the spotlight and for good reason. Number one, they're a drag. You can't talk to them. They, they fucking bogart everything. It's just like, shut up, just listen. Just enjoy and realize that you got a couple of great comics that are in the building. You can kind of just sit back and relax. You got the money, you got the recognition. You barely had the talent to keep it. The only person that kept it was Anthony. That's why when Anthony got fired, you thought that everything was going to be Dream Street and you would have Jim Norton, but Jim Norton don't fuck with you like that. And then once he left, or once you got fired, more or less, Sam Roberts came in and it was kind of like, uh, I guess he's better than it. He's better than Obi. I guess like that's the only way that I can look at it. Because I'm not really... Even when I was a fan of wrestling, I wasn't a fan of listening to him talk about wrestling. What the? But a lot of things fell apart. The uh, Opie and Anthony uh, debacle, the duo, the dynamic duo of Shock Jock, right? They had, fuck a run. They had four or five marathons. They just continuously, consecutively... Um, did radio in such a way that it pioneered what Joe Rogan, talked about the podcast format, which is now a thing, right? And it also kind of opened the door for a lot of other guys. Sam Roberts, good example. Um, there's not really a lot of other people who really made it from Opie and Anthony behind the scenes. But I would definitely say Sam Roberts was one of those people. Um, In terms of radio today, it doesn't exist like that, meaning it's all watered down. And there's always a sensitivity level that people have to follow, a.k.a. guidelines, rules and regulations that prevents you from speaking your own opinion. And it gives other people the control of what you say and what you can't say. See, they go after your speech first because they know that words can be weapons and words can weaponize the people. Words can weaken the people and words can strengthen the people. They attack your freedom of speech first. They go after your first amendment, right? First, as in First Amendment. Then they go after your guns and you protecting yourself, your Second Amendment. So by... So by executing, getting rid of the First Amendment by this controlled um, format of how you speak and the pretty much the destruction of free speech, you now have people going around collecting weapons and taking away your arms to defend yourself in case anything bad happens. And it just so happens that we're not in necessarily the best situation right now as a country. And our country, or really our government, who should be held accountable for weaponizing outside countries that do not benefit us in any way, shape, form, or fashion without taking care of the country. And then you think, well, this is why all the gas is what it is, and this is why the inflation is where it's at. It's these people trying to get back the money that they pretty much dumped down to another country and while bribing other countries around the world and all these other people who are uneducated, slow, mentally retarded, stupid, deranged, psychotic, sick in the fucking head, sick in the spirit ass niggas. They're not trying to listen to anything informative. They used to the same old bullshit. That's why realistically, I don't give a fuck about them. I told y'all niggas before and I'm gonna tell y'all niggas again, black lives matter. Don't mean shit to me. My life matters. Family life matters. That's as far as it goes. Black lives, black lives don't matter until black lives take accountability until black lives stop ca- causing chaos and destruction to their own people within their own communities. Black lives don't matter until they're able to say, oh, this black person's a conservative or this black person's from the right, he's still black, we'll support him. They don't they don't they don't go to that extent. So therefore, black lives don't matter. And just imagine a imagine a, a white person trying to get trying to imagine a white person trying to inform a black person that yes, your life matters. What type of fucking stupidity are we like where where are we at as a people, so-called people? I'm not of the people, I'm an individual. And that's a fact, that's a reality. I stay to myself comfortably. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't need I don't have that I don't have that need that other people tend to have. And what I mean is like that need to be out in the open, to be in the clubs, to be here, to be there, to be everywhere, Uh, like like to be sort of there just to be present, like not to be there because you want to be there, not to be there because you have to be there as if that's a priority. And I think Americans have such a luxury in prioritizing leisure, right? They can prioritize leisure. So because niggas don't work, not not all, but a lot of niggas just don't fucking work. And I say niggas universally, white niggas, black niggas, Hispanic niggas, I say niggas like that. Because a lot of niggas don't work, right? They just have extra time to do stupid shit, right? They don't do miscellaneous, like not even miscellaneous shit, just unnecessary dumb shit. Because some miscellaneous shit can be creative, right? To some people drawing and doing art, that's a hobby. To other people, it's a passion, like there's levels to it, but a person who has zero time on his hands and does not take any time to at least know about what's going on around him, he's a foolish man, he's a man that's easily manipulated, he's a man that's easily brainwashed, and he's a man that's easily disposable to the higher-ups and to the establishment. Niggas like me that that talk the way that I talk, I'm a threat to these people. I'm proud to be a threat to these people. I have no respect for these people. I wish nothing but the best for these people, but I have no respect for these people. All right. And that's kind of how you have to play when when you out here dwelling with these devils, right? You out here dwelling with these fucking wicked ass people and you're nothing better. Just like I'm nothing better. I'm just able to think freely and think for myself. So that's the only thing. I'm not I'm not saying that's the only thing, but that's the main thing that I prioritize is something that I'm blessed with. Other people, they they wanna put bitches and fucking money and all this niggas were like I I'm done. You know what I mean? I think I was talking about I didn't say the nigger culture. I said the niggerization. It's the niggerization, the niggerization, the niggerization of black culture. And I was just watching videos because like they'll always have, they'll always play some stupid shit on YouTube, and you can just easily scroll through shorts without without an issue. But my my laptop is old as fuck, so I got like an old ass HP, so I can't really do anything, like beneficial on there like I was talking about earlier I was uh the fuck was I doing that was important if you guys ever heard of um, WWF no mercy um WWF no mercy that came out after WWF WrestleMania 2000 on a Nintendo 64 there is a mod that is called um, showdown 64 And it has most of WCW, most of TNA, most of ECW roster in one game. And they got about, I would say, about close to 20 or 25 different arenas. This is, by the way, a Nintendo 64 game that has been modded. I was trying to to do that shit on my computer. It didn't work out. I wasn't that disappointed, but I just wanted to see if I could do it. My uh, technical computer savvy skills has has been weakened by just the everyday, the, the everyday involving, evolving. evolving um, thing called technology, like I just can't keep up. Like even what I just said right now, I can't keep up. That's why me personally, I'm more of an old spirit. So I like a lot of old music. I listen to things like Opie and Anthony shit from back in fucking not even 2010s, but back in like fucking 1990 or not 1990, 1999 episodes of Opie and Anthony, uh, even earlier episodes of Howard Stern back in those days. Because I remember growing up, my stepdad at that time, we listened to a lot of Howard Stern, and I think that was um, that was when Howard Stern was on MMR, and they were saying a lot of crazy shit on regular radio at that time. Even as a kid, I just remembered, and I remember my my stepdad always like fucking laughing and shit. I was just too young to really understand what the fuck he was laughing at, but now I look back and I kind of understand. But yeah, I enjoy a lot of the. finer things in life. And I think those things are not the luxuries that we know of today, but the luxuries that withstand the test of time. And like I've said before, TV shows like The Twilight Zone, that stands the test of time, not this corny goofball shit they try to do recently. Jordan Peele needs to sit down and relax. fuck is wrong with him? But as I always say, I'm actually going to have something. I'm going to have something that's 430 now, so I'm able to calculate. I want to do something in the next five or six hours. So I'm gonna do something late night, but that's going to be uploaded the next morning. I'm not sure what I'm going to be talking about, but I'm going to have the same type of format I have now because I'm nice like that. I can conversate and make things sound good, even though it's pretty much useful shit. Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Signing out. Peace.